Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome to season two of Romance at a Glance. I am your host, Bridget, here with my co-host, Shawnee. How you doing, Shawnee? Hi, Bridget. How are you? Oh, Bridget, I'm good now that we're about to pop this bottle of Martinelli's to celebrate season two. Yo, I love Martinelli's. This is not a sponsored post, guys. We just really like Martinelli's, and me and Shawnee are big drinkers because I'm breastfeeding, and Shawnee's just not a drinker. And so... We are doing Martinelli's midday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this podcast, season two, coming at you. What are we doing this season, Shawnee? We are about to talk about J.R. Ward's Black Dagger Brotherhood. Now, if you were listening last season, you may remember that we covered Dark Lover, book one of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. And today, we are going to start with book two, Mary and Rage. Oh, you know I love a brother. Oh, I love the brothers. I love the brothers. I love the brothers. <laughs> you know what? We have decided to go with themes this year. So, season two's theme is going to be the Black Dagger Brotherhood. So, all ten episodes are going to be the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Season three, we're going to be hitting you with some summer beach reads, modern, contemporary, fun. And we're hitting those historicals for Shawnee. You know, she likes to get in the historical mindset. They're my favorite, Bridget. And season five, we're going to do a holiday mashup. We're going to hit all those fun holidays. We're going to have some, maybe some witches, some fun things for Halloween. Mm -hmm. We're going to get some good home, down country, maybe cowboy stories for Thanksgiving. And finish it off with some Christmas classics. So we hope you'll stick around, subscribe for the year. And if you want to join our discussion group, head over to Patreon. We have a lot of great perks and a lot of great extra things that you can find there. And you can join our Discord group and get to talking with us about the Black Dagger Brotherhood so we can get nasty together. We're going to get nasty in season two. We're going to get so nasty in season two. Nasty in season two. Nasty in season two. We get nasty. We get we get we get nasty. We're talking about those. I love a brother. Without further ado, welcome to season two of Romance at a Glance. Romance at a Glance. Romance at a Glance. Romance. At a glance. Go ahead, girl. Romance. Romance at a glance. What would be a country song? Yeah, romance. Romance mm. at a glance. We got romance. Romance. Romance at a glance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in case you're wondering this is uh romance at a glance welcome to another episode hi shawnee hi bridget how's it going that's a beautiful voice you got there bridget you too <laughs> i also especially like how uh the songs just come out of you they just songs just come just roll so we got to start at like literally when he when she came and he was having her talk uh yeah that was a little creep factor that was really creep factor yeah i, I was it's weird because when I first read it, it was different. And now when sure. I'm reading it again, I'm like, there's a lot of real rapey moments in this book. Very rapey moment. You know, it's so like- l- let me just give everybody the synopsis. Let's oh, just okay. synopsis it up real quick. I'll synopsis it up, Bridge. And then you take us into the stairwell. Okay. In the shadows of the night in Caldwell, New York, there's a deadly turf war raging between vampires and their slayers. There exists a secret band of brothers like no other, six vampire warriors, defenders of their race. Possessed by a deadly beast, Rage is the most dangerous of the Black Decker Brotherhood. Within the Brotherhood, Rage is the vampire with the strongest appetites. He's the best fighter, the quickest to act on his impulses, and the most voracious lover, for inside him burns a ferocious curse cast by the scribe virgin. 
owned by this dark side, Rage fears the time when his inner dragon is unleashed, making him a danger to everyone around him. Mary Luce, a survivor of many hardships, is unwittingly thrown into the vampire world and reliant on Rage's protection. With a life-threatening curse of her own, Mary is not looking for love. She's lost her faith in miracles years ago. But when Rage's intense animal attraction turns into something more emotional, he knows that he must make Mary his alone. And while their enemies close in, Mary fights desperately to gain life eternal with the one she loves. Which I feel like is like kind of a weird synopsis. But basically... <laughs> you really made that entertaining for I'm me. I'm glad. I'm glad. Basically, the story is that Rage is like this party playboy who has a cursed beast inside of him mm. and he uses sex to regulate the beast and violence to regulate the beast so that it doesn't come out often because if he doesn't regulate his emotions and doesn't regulate his needs then the beast will come out and could potentially kill his brothers or kill some innocent bystanders yeah and mary had cancer and her mom died of cancer and she's had like a million operations and thought the leukemia was gone but now it turns out it's back and she lives across a meadow from bella who is a vampire, and then befriends John Matthew, who is a pre-trans vampire. And that's kind of how she gets drawn into the whole vampire world and meets Rage. And now Shani's going to take it away and tell you what happens when she meets Rage in a dark hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, one, I I love that we get really introduced to John Matthew. Uh, in this book, when he when he pops out, I'm like, yes, he's in the story because um, he's one of my favorite. Um, agreed, totally agreed. He's one of my. Uh, he probably. Oh, this book sets. I would up, say he's top. He's top three for me for he, sure. He is because I love Zex in his book. Oh, so good or, or whatnot. And so and he's actually the reincarnation of Darius. Darius. Um, but like I, so I love that in this book. The reason this book is actually important is because Bella. We get our setup for Bella, mm-hmm. and we get John Matthew, mm-hmm. and we just kind of. This is a set, still a setup book yeah. for me, and I think that's kind of why it's a meh, but yeah. it's also very necessary. Yeah. Uh, but in the I, so with Rage and Mary Luce, um, in the stairwell when he's hearing her talk and he like you know pins her like against the wall and he's like just keep talking, say nothing, say nothing, you know, and having her talk to him over and over. I mean, it's, it's like really creepy, but also like he can smell that she's getting aroused. Yes. He's like pressing his boner into her stomach and he's like this enormous man enormous dude. trapping her in a dark hallway that she's never been in before. If I was her, I'd be like, the, the fuck's fuck? going on? I'd be like, ah, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. My heart would be going like 180 beats a minute. Yeah. Like, um, like for real. Yeah. This is also the first time I read the book where I took the author's description to heart because since I'm reading all these things for the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to them differently. Mm. So like, this is the first time I actually listened to the, the description of the mansion. Like, mm-hmm. I never listened to it before. I was like, there's marble? <laughs> I just made a mansion in my mind. They said, there's a mansion. I created a mansion. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I created what the corridors look like. And that was all based off of just my own imagination. I had sure. didn't use any of the description really from the book ever. I didn't even realize that Rage was blonde. I never So blonde is my least favorite <laughs> hair color on a man, like Fabio. You know, like yeah. blonde for me is not the thing that gets me going. More of that dark hair. Like, it's ironic because your partner's my hair partner is, is so blonde. Sandy blonde? <laughs> yeah. What am I describing? Yes. It's, it's very long and it's very sandy blonde. But in my fantasies, sure. it's always dark, dark hair. People, yeah. Yes. Dark hair always. Like if they're, if they're, uh, it's more that like Italian, like, sure. like olive 
all of complexion sure. or or nice tall dark and handsome yeah yeah. yeah so if 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 we've been slinging that shit in movies forever forever so it's just in our minds yeah. well it's also like it's basically I pick like a general race. So if it's a if it's a black guy in the yep. car, so I pick I have a general look for a black guy mm-hmm. that I like, and if it's a white guy, I have a general look for a white guy in my mind. Okay. Like that's how it works. And same Asian, same thing. So like my general white guy is always like an Italian looking dude, like the guy from The Princess and the Frog. It looks something like that guy. I hate that movie, but yeah, yes, it's a I terrible, know who you're talking it's about. terrible. But yeah, he's he's funny. generally that. So for me, rage like almost every character looks like that, just with scars or with this or with a dragon or with a. So I was listening. I was like, wait a minute, he's blonde. Yeah, son of a bitch. And I actively tried to recreate him in my mind. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. But um, but anyways, I was still there for it. He was a big dude, but you know. But I I did that scene right there. I'm like, this is kind of creepy yeah a little bit rapey but i'm here for the energy of it yeah i am here for the energy and then the date to me that was the the funny part for me of the book very funny that, that, i love that scene that funny one where she's like we're like he's definitely not coming to my table yeah and then oh he's at my table you have the wrong table i'm gonna go now like yeah. it was she just was trying to get out of this situation totally and was purely convinced it was an accident i agree that was actually um what what i was writing was you know i love their story because I think everyone relates to the fact that you've gone out with someone who you consider out of your league, yeah. either sexually or physically, attractive-wise or financially or whatever is your trigger. And so you're, like, sitting there the whole time, like, why the fuck are these people with me? Like, I'm, like you're looking around, like, are they scoping other people here? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. This is this a prank? Am I unpunked? Like, yeah. what's happening? And in the reverse sense, like, most people have also been on a date with someone who like keeps questioning like why you like them or you've dated someone who's like yeah, but i don't understand why you like me and you're like get over it i do like <laughs> what the f- why are you- stop making this so hard i like you i want you don't stop asking why i want to be up in that let me get up in that you know what i'm saying and um it's really I- rude to ask why when we're trying to get up in that exactly you and know? i feel like for me like a little bit of of the thing i don't i think that seems hilarious he orders like a hundred food items from yes. the menu. He's like not even trying to pretend he's a human being. Yeah. No human being eats that much food. And he's just like so enthralled by her and just yeah. like so focused on her. And she's just like, what is going She's watching all on? the other ladies like try to hit on him or yeah. looking at him. And he's just like zoned into yeah. her. He's like, And he's like, talk. Him. I want to yeah. just talk. Say Tell anything. Me about your life. Yeah. Like, I want to know everything. Yeah. She's just like, what? But I feel like in in so I love that opening scene because it's such a normal reaction I feel like you would have when someone's like movie star good looking and you meet them and you're like you like me yeah but I'm normal human being and you're what I would describe as a sexual god mm-hmm. um but Brad Pitt Legends I, of the Fall right mm. Mm. let's take a rewind moment. rewind thank you mm-hmm. Lord Jesus mm-hmm. for Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt in Legends, in Legends of, of the, the Fall, fall. <laughs> in general. Mm. But especially in that movie. Especially in that Ooh. movie. Rewind. Oh, that whole, he did a River Runs Through It right during that period of time, oh. too. He did like four movies in a row where I was just like, cannot get enough of this piece. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Ooh. Oh. Mm. In a great sex um, era. No, encounter. <laughs> it was not even an encounter. It was just a sex session, one might say, yeah. to that movie. It's like a three hour movie. And we were, like, spoon-banging through, like, an hour of it. And it was, like, the best thing. Because, like, visually, I was just like, 
Brad Pitt meet Joe Black. Mm. And it's like such a romantic movie. Yeah. And like, it, it's just, a, I mean, it's a wonderful movie in general. And then also we were banging and it's like a lot of neck kissing. And I was just like, this is fire. <laughs> <laughs> All life should be this good. All life should be this good. Spoon banging. Uh, so spoon banging. Spoon banging. So mm-hmm. all all Brad Pitt all the time. All um, the time. Hashtag all Brad Pitt all the time. One thing I don't love about their story is that she never gets over that until much later. Yeah. And I'm like, he's clearly showing you through his words and actions yeah. that he's on board. With the possible exception of the night where he is worried that he's going to injure her. So he tries to, like, go relieve his stress yeah. and, like, bang someone else. Um, but with that exception, like, he's so committed to her. And yeah. she's the one who's like, this isn't going to work. And da 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 And I'm sick. And I don't want to burden you. And I'm fine. And blah, blah, blah. And he does get kind of annoyed with her. He's like, you're not yeah. fine, obviously. Um, but I feel like, for me, I was like, get on board with this hot slice of vampire <laughs> who wants to love you forever. Well, so, so like, I am annoyed. I do get annoyed by the fact that she, like, doesn't come around. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also can sort of understand, right? So, like, the first night I ever played with my play partner, mm-hmm. I ended up in the hospital, right? Not because of him. <laughs> Not like, because of him. Yeah. Just, okay. Just because I have... Generally. Yeah. I have problems. another health issue, right? Yeah. I ended up in the hospital. And it was the first thing that had triggered it off, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine, fine. It wasn't like fine until then, but I was like fine enough to live my life. Um, and then that night after we played, I ended up in the hospital. And uh, I, like it was like, this is just starting. Like, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, why would he sign up for somebody who's going to have to like go through a medical thing for, you know, at least right. it's, it's treatable and whatever, but like go through a medical thing for a minute. Like I have that thought and I have that thought you know a bunch of times right like he's not signing who wants to sign up for that right. and he's actually over here going like that's stupid like you're being stupid yeah like he asked me yesterday okay well, give me a list of all the things you can and can't eat so i can make sure that i have them in the fridge right yeah. like he makes it no problem but my own brain is like but why would you sign up for that so i literally when that's i was a re- wonderful shawnee things that's very nice i'm sensitive right now <laughs> <laughs> And you're a slice. You're a snack. <laughs> I'm a snack. And I'm a, I'm a slut. <laughs> no. No, it's good. Well, yeah, well maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> Your word's not mine. My, no, you know what I'm but, um, but it's interesting because, like, you know, as I'm reading this book about her and stuff, I'm like, get over it. So this morning I was like, Sean, get over yes, it. Yes, you do. Get over it. <laughs> Here's the thing about, um, it, like, I feel like, did you ever watch that movie, He's Just Not That Into You? Yes. So in that movie, I feel like what the character says um, is like, if a guy likes you, he'll show up, he'll call, he'll bring you the food, he'll have the food you need in his fridge. If he doesn't like you, he's not going to do any of those things. Yeah. So I feel like if he's there and he's doing those things, then it's, then he, then he likes you. Yeah. And he also like, whatever is the thing that you're thinking is, oh, he didn't sign up for this. Like he's aware, as long as you didn't lie to him about no. said issue. <laughs> then he is fine with signing. He has signed up for it and is on board with it and you. And uh, so I always think about that because I'm like, oh, but I'm I'm being such a curmudgeon, a pregnant curmudgeon (laughs) today. And I'm like, it's not fair to my husband. I'm like, wait a minute. The motherfucker signed up for all this shit. He put that baby in (laughs) you. He put that baby in me. He put the (laughs) ring on it. And also, like, it doesn't bother him when I'm grumpy while I'm pregnant because he's just like, oh, whatever. It's just a phase. Like, it's it's no big deal. It's just part of the package. And so it's fine. 
And I feel like more people should take your new approach and say, get over, get it. over it. If they like you, you like them. Go to Pound Town. Go to Pound Town. It's <laughs> <laughs> the perfect Going opening. Going down to Pound Town. So if you had a favorite moment in this book, uh, let us know. We're on Instagram chatting it up with everyone, um, and we love it. So let us know what your favorite uh, scene is or your favorite moment is. Also, let us know what your favorite like sexy scene is, too, yeah. because that is really important to me <laughs> because I'm nosy. Yes. Yes. And also you like the sexy scenes. I love the sexy things. Um, I do want to talk quickly about a few romantic scenes that I liked. Or not even romantic, just like world building and romantic. Please. So every scene with John Matthew yes. is the best. Check. Especially Wellesie being so kind and feeding him and him not feeling hungry for the first time and crying at the table. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It's In the field. My heart is hurting so bad. And how he wants to like protect them, but he's yeah. so small and like... I love how he's so small. He's so like scrawny. Yeah, he's so scrawny and he's like dreaming of like fucking hot chicks yeah. and like battles and killing. And then he's just like, but I'm so little in real life. <laughs> uh, so I love him. Um, the other scene, I mean, Zetas and Bella. Mm-hmm. Ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Ready. Such a good meeting. Such good interactions. Um, and I thought the scene where... Tor and the other brothers are telling him he has to wipe Mary's memory and he says like she's not going to be alive long enough for it to matter I was like <laughs> <laughs> so good that That's was so sad. yeah that was very sad uh, and then the other scene I thought was really cute and romantic was when Mary's like so excited when she comes back home at the very end of the book and she's like Fritz and gives her prancing through the house yeah. and she's like Rage you won't believe it I got a miracle I was knew it was true and then he's like get out get out <laughs> you have to leave you can't be here I didn't do this how are you here? And he's like that, that he's trying is- to like toss her out of the room and she's like everything's fine I'm healed and he's like you have to get out you have to leave and she's like why are you kneeling on a bunch of glass and bleeding all over? What is going on? And he's like, you got to go. You got to go right now. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, we can be together forever. And he's like, you got to go. And like, you're not listening. <laughs> what I said is. I made a deal with the sky virgin. You're about to back out of the deal. I went on a And he's like, I thought that scene was so great. That scene was, was awesome. Like, it was visceral. Like, I could see the entire. Totally. But that was one of my favorites. That was great. And I, I like, I also like that, so there, there's a point in the book that I don't, that I actually really don't like, and that the review I pick points it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also kind of like at the end of this, this book that she does, they don't get the full happily ever after type thing. They mm-hmm. get a happily ever after, but she also like can't have children. So the scribe virgin, virgin's like, okay. I said that you couldn't talk to her. You couldn't be a part of her life at all. But now that I know that she's completely infertile and, and that's already a punishment enough, then you guys can be together. Mm-hmm. She didn't go like, that's punishment enough. And I'm going to restore her ability to right. have children and her fertility. And totally. you guys are going to be able, you know, walk into the sunset. Yeah. So I did like that that was kind of. I agree. I agree. Was, it would have been weird if she had done the whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I liked it. it was a perfect amount of like happily ever after meets realism. Right. To me, realism, the scribe virgin. Okay. <laughs> realism from a paranormal <laughs> romance. Exactly. <laughs> With a deity visiting, but. In my own mind, everything yeah. is paranormal. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so that I, I did enjoy that. Uh, I didn't enjoy the part in the book where he is, he has her in his room and he's trying to control his, his demon right. or whatever. And he wants to fuck her. 
And he's like, I can't. I'm going to go crazy. It's going to be too much. And he leaves and goes and fucks other people. Yeah. I'm just never a fan of that in a book. I yeah. don't ever like cheating in a book. And so he goes and he fucks other people and then he comes back or whatever. And he's like, I love you. And she accepts that. Like when he says, oh, I, when she, he says, I love you, it like changes something. And I was like, well, he, he also explains at that point about the curse and that he's worried about hurting her and that the beast gets amped up. So, like, again, like, that's my thing that we talked about last last paranormal book we read is I can forgive so much more in a paranormal romance than I can in a real one yeah. only because he's dealing with a literal, it's not a metaphorical emotional <laughs> beast. It's like a literal thing that could pop out and eat her at any time. And so he's worried that he's going to, like, be having sex with her and all of a sudden become a monster and eat her. Yeah. So it's like, for me, I can forgive, even though I thought that scene was very annoying and, and heartbreaking. I also can forgive it a little bit more just because it's paranormal. Yeah. But it's annoying. It's annoying. But he, so the thing about it is like, it is super annoying, but it's like the, after the fact thing, he could have explained it to her Mm. before the fact. True. Like, true, 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 true. He true. didn't have to like race out of it and be like, ah, I'm just gonna go do this thing and come back and then yeah. be like, I'm oh, so sorry, this is why mm-hmm. I did it. I felt like it also took too long to explain, and then like the the hate fuck situation that yeah. they had after that, it was like, it it yeah that that def- that sexual encounter definitely felt very out of character for them both. Which yeah. they even I mean she even said like, yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? But I'm also going to finish but this. But I'm also going to like hop on that D. Yeah. But, um, and it also doesn't fit. Yeah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> did she say that? Yeah. She's like, it, they just, when she describes getting on it, it was like, it almost wasn't going to fit. Almost wasn't going to fit. I don't yeah. remember that, but yeah. I mean, you'd yeah. expect so. He has a beast inside. He's, he's, he's a, a monster. He's a sex god. Everything's a monster. Um, Magnum's too small. Too small. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I agree. I think, um, especially since he's like the whole book he's pushing her to really tell him the truth like yeah. about how you're feeling and about about her cancer and about all her treatments and all this other stuff and then he's hiding this big thing which again goes back to the conversation we just had which is just be honest with people just yeah. give them the give them the deets yeah and let them choose and if he had said that earlier clearly later in the book she's like okay well let's figure out how to get Let's figure out how to do this. Yeah. And she would have obviously said that earlier in the book, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't love that he's, like, pushing her to be honest, but he's not being honest himself. Yeah. Um, There's also a point where that that I did like, because you just brought that up, where she's like, look, I'm not le- I'm leaving because I have all these medical issues. I'm not leaving because I'm going off into the sunset. You know, and he's like, why wouldn't I get the honor of taking care of you mm-hmm. during that time. That was mm-hmm. my romantic moment. That was so I was, romantic. I was like, yeah, that's right. He's like, you don't think I'm good enough to take care of you? You know? And, and she's like, oh, I get it. You're like, you think I'm I'm not worthy of you? And I was like, ah. I was like, And that. she's like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, it's going to get real bad. And he's like, you don't think I can handle it? Okay. Yeah. Then I was like, that is, that's a sweet moment. It was very sweet. That was very romantic. I also think Mary was like a badass when she was like, Let's get some chains. Let's do the damn thing. Let's get some chains. Let's let the beast out. You Ready know? for this shit. I was like, like vicious, and, vicious and, and Butcher just like standing in the hallway because they can't be further away and just like smoking cigarettes, like <laughs> waiting for her to come out and be like, everything's fine or it ate me. <laughs> um, and when they start bringing the chains in, she's like, oh, this is a bit more serious than I thought. Um but I, I do love that. And I also think she's a badass when 
the beast comes out and protects her and then she walks over and she's like you did such a good job protecting me and like you just hear like calming down no you can send rage back everything's okay now she's like petting it like you did so good and the the other brothers like get away the other brothers are like oh my god she's gonna get eaten and she's like you're gonna get eaten everyone who's coming closer needs to back the fuck up i'm like so that I liked about her was that yeah. once she was kind of in, she was in. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. And, and I, I did enjoy. Uh, so when he was at her house, like trying to protect her from the lessers because they had her address. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got burned and she sees him and she sees his fangs all at the same time. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the hell? Like, what, what the fuck are you? And he's like, take a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Son, fangs, yeah. what, do you, what do you think? Uh, she accepted it fairly quickly. Very quickly. You know? She's like, okay, well. <laughs> I think, like, sometimes the world the world beats you down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've experienced, experienced this. And somebody comes at you with some something crazy. Mm-hmm. It can be any sort of crazy. And you just look at them and you're like, all right. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, and, and nothing phases you. And mm-hmm. I feel like she's gone through so much in her life yeah. that, like, nothing phases her yeah. anymore she's just also like, she like put ice cream on it and like watched it heal in front of her eyes so she was like okay well something's going on here is that is not normal it's very not normal yes i love how he, he he says it at least the reading it sounds like he's uh he thinks she's stupid when she, she tries to feed him the ice cream yeah and he's like no it's for the burns yeah <laughs> she's like oh, okay okay <laughs> or whatever um so that I, I like their little house encounter that they had there um, or whatnot. I love how I love how all the brothers always have so many weapons on them at like any given time that they're trying to hide from the partner. Uh, I always think that's funny because I always comment like, "Why is this jacket so big?" Or what are all these things here? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and they've got like an absurd amount of weapons an on absurd them. Absurd amount of weapons, like, like eighteen knives. Like, how do you use that guns. many weapons in any? It makes sense though, because like know? even if you look at our military when they're going out somewhere, it's yeah. like. Those motherfuckers got a lot of firepower in one sort of tactical vest and their little hips and let me tell you, and I, knives. And I would forget where the hell all my tactical weapons are. I carry just pepper spray right now, and half the time I'm like, "Is that in my purse?" That I put it in the side pocket. I, I'm also not a warrior. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a warrior. One would not describe you as a. I mean, an elite vampire. First of all, you don't know my life, Bridget. You don't, you don't know me. You don't know race. my life. <laughs> That's true. You could be prowling the streets at night. With pepper spray. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I'm like, they got one in their boot. They got one in, in their hip. They got three yeah. glocks in there. And I'm just like, do they remember where all these are? I think they do. Or do every so often they find one and they're like, oh, shit, I forgot about this one under my arm here. No, I think they always put them in the same places so the they know way. where they're at. Yeah. I mean, that would be that would be smart. That would be smart. And also they have like little like like holsters and little areas that they go. They're not just like randomly putting knives in their belts. Like they have places for the knife to go. I mean, that sounds even smarter. Yeah. Otherwise you get cut by, not cut like, by your own daggers. No, they got the little dagger sheaths on their chest. <laughs> Black dagger. Black what are their daggers made out of? Oh, they talk about it in one of the books. They did. Um, they talked about it in this book for a second. Because um, I think Vicious makes them all. Does he? Uh huh. I don't remember what they're made out of, but they're made out of something. The lessers special. Will, because it, it it traps the lessers' soul or something. Yeah, it when poofs they, the it poofs the lessers' poofs soul. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were saying that, um, or it poofs their body. Their soul's trapped in the jar. In the jar. So they keep. They try to get Isn't the jar. Heart in the jar too. Yeah. Like so they try out. to get it so that because if if they don't get the jar, 
then they can the lessening society can break the jar and then the evil will go back to the omega to but the if omega. they take the jar they keep it from the omega which weakens it got it that's so the goal saying. is to like keep the jars keep the jar that's why they're always like looking for everyone's id and trying to track down where the lessers came from mm. no problem also quick side note or maybe not a side note because we're talking about the plot um I really just don't care about the Lessening Society. Not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. I have been reading their storylines for these books, but I don't care. I do know that in the next book, it is heavily featured because of the storyline of the book. Yeah. Um, and Bella getting taken. But also I'm like, do I care? No. Not so much. No. Aside from that, they're just like the enemy. Kind yeah. of like... I, blanket enemy in my mind and i get that they're scary and stuff but i know they're not gonna win well the thing it, is overall i mean obviously they have some victories and, yeah and they have some heartbreaks on the black daggerhead side but i know like you're not gonna win it really for these books i really just need like the bad guy yeah like and she spends a lot of chapters on their organization and their storyline it almost and, like she wants me to feel sorry for them or feel like invested invested in, in their in, in their, their storyline story. but no matter for me no matter how much yeah. she describes it i'm literally just wanting to skip those chapters i mostly do i just need the lessening society to attack when the, yeah. it, it's required in the plot for yeah. them to attack and then not i don't need to when, know their grand plan the grand yeah. plan is they're evil and they're trying to and, kill them all. and there's an omega so. Done. That's all I knew the first three times I read through this yeah, series. I agree. Like, <laughs> totally agree. I'm glad you're on the same page as me. Like, what? A, like, this is so. I get it, Jr. You are so smart. You write a lot of books. She's smart. You're really great. You plan this out. Yeah. But really, you could take a break on the on the yeah. on the these less bo- on the lessening society like eight, days. Eight chapters shorter. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need it. Half as thick. Things are like thick as my arm. These books, I know. All right, so what are you thinking about Mary, our heroine? What what score are we giving Mary? Uh, I gave Mary a three. Um, I gave her three peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I liked some of the things about her. I liked some of her tenacity and stuff. I also was really annoyed that she whined a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I, I just, too gave her a three. You gave her a three. Yeah, she's right in the middle. She's of right the, in the middle. She's mm-hmm. not great. She's not terrible. She's just three. Yeah. I feel like the whole book for me is like a three. three. Also, Rage got a three from me. Yeah, he got a three from me too. Yeah. This is the first time I think we I have. know. We've never agreed before. This is very exciting. Um, I mean, yeah, because like he's not my favorite brother. You know, he does have a lot of concern over hurting her and the brothers with the beast, which I thought was like a nice addition to his character. Mm-hmm. It kind of fleshed him out a little bit. Um, and I love his like sort of put his foot in his mouth, like bravado that he's always just like spewing shit. Um but I didn't love, you know, like you pointed out that he went and didn't tell her the truth all the time, even though he's demanding the truth. And um, and just in general, I felt like this this whole book, I was like, it's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's okay. I will accept okay. this as a setup book yes. for the next one that's coming. There was that a lot I love. of world building in yes. this book, which I liked. Yes. I actually, um, this is a, a future teaser everyone mm. but Bridget uh, put on her sexy voice oh yes because I felt like a teaser deserved a little oh yeah teaser uh Rage and Mary are featured as a subplot in a future book um and that book I really liked their relationship more and that book more than I liked this book actually they might be the main plot in that book now that I think about it is it one of the half books no it's a full book oh did oh. you read their other book 
I'm sure I did. I honestly can't remember anything until <laughs> I, mean, I it's read book through like it again. Fifteen or something like that. But uh, and I really liked them more the second time that they're featured because one thing I like about these books as the series goes on, you'll see this as we talk through the books, is that a lot of these characters, obviously, they get through their own books. So like, Zetas is gonna have a book. Fury's gonna have a book. Fish is gonna have a book. Like everyone gets their own book. But then as the future books go on, there's a lot of books where. Like Beth and Rath have a future book mm-hmm. that they're Trying, uh, they're having they're, a baby. They're or. gonna like should they have a kid or not? Yeah, and like everyone has future books where either something is going on in their relationship changes or like there's an injury or there's whatever. So it's kind of nice because it's like you get the like happily ever after, but like happily ever after with like the work of a real relationship, which I actually really think those books are super romantic later on because you know, and she like calls back to their initial sort of these books where everyone's like fucking constantly and just like, (laughs) you know, the hormones are swirling and stuff and you kind of ignore some, some facts. Uh, and I think it's nice in the future books. I think they're like almost more romantic because it's about them like choosing to continue on the path together and choosing to to love each other and choosing to like make a you know sacrifice or make a um, I want to say a commitment, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Compromise. compromise there it is. There make it. a compromise. <laughs> Good lord. Because commitment um, is compromise. Y'all. Commitment is mm. a compromise. Uh, so anyway, so. A little tidbit, if you've never read the series before. Uh, Rage and Mary will be back. They will be and back. And in that book, I think it is better. And I can't even remember what book it is. <laughs> I doesn't even know what book it is. The thing is, I've read this series like three times. Yeah. Though I haven't read past The Chosen. Okay. Uh, so I just Layla? Got, or? Yeah. So I got stuck there. Okay. Uh, the, like the last, th- the third book that just came out, like mm-hmm. three books ago or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm stuck there. I've read so half of the book. Books. And I haven't gotten through it. And I don't know why. I'm just like got a block, got a block, like on the story now. Well, but maybe we'll make it to that podcast in like a year, since there's so many of these books. <laughs> a year, in a two year years, from now, dear years. listeners, so we will finally have made it to the book. So Shani Bridget and I are now on <laughs> yeah. book fifteen. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Do you think Seriously, Bridget did you break out your be, vibrator? We will be old <laughs> as f by the time this happens. My kid, yeah. next kid, will be like one and a half by the time we make it to the last book in this early two years old. Uh, so I thought he was a McDreamy. I didn't think he was a McSteamy for me, even though he was a sex god, which I thought was kind of ironic. So I thought he was a McSteamy, like, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do think that energy play is a type of kinky play. Mm -hmm. uh, And I felt like the energy was there. However, I I felt like it was a vanilla, like... You know, they didn't do anything to, I mean, the chains, the wrapping up in chains is kind of BDSM, but it was more practical, not not like, ooh, we're going to wrap you in chains because it's going to be kinky. Um, right. So I, I, I thought it was like, just like very much on the borderline of being steamy, but then I said that he turned into a, a selfless uh, McDreamy or a, yeah. or a McSelfless Dreamy. Yeah, he so, did turn into a McDreamy for sure. Yeah. So I, I feel like McDreamy is probably the realm that he more lives in. I do love that he's like a movie star looking like God walking around on earth and she's like, Oh the hell, this is this is my nigga? Like this is my dude. Yeah. Like, oh shit. You know, I do I do I did enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, about it. So I did say Mc McDreamy at the end. Okay. I do think also to your kink point that the classy did a nasty. This was very vanilla except for the kinky part of the beast coming out in the bedroom. Yeah. And Mary embracing that and and that whole 
rendezvous. You know, I think all of us ladies want the beast to come out in the bedroom. Like, yes. I mean, nobody's like, yo, put that beast away. No. I mean, it's like, show me what you're working with. Show me what you're working with. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with you. If all the husbands, my husband's like, I have a beast inside me, I'd be like, let's get the chains out. (laughs) (laughs) I've read a romance novel like this. I'm ready. (laughs) You're like, like, chains? Here they are. (laughs) I don't have chains. I don't even know where I'd find chains. I got them on Amazon. (laughs) Amazon, probably. Amazon Prime. You need chains? (laughs) Probably. One day, is there there a, there a Prime now? Is it prime, is it, can prime, you, prime can today? You, can you deliver it right, right, right now? Is it Prime Fresh? What do we? What do we? <laughs> hashtag not an ad, but should yeah. be an ad. Not Amazon. an ad, but should be an ad. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So it was. I, it was fairly vanilla to me. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because the books I'll, always read like they're not going to be. Yeah. So vanilla, and not all of them are. No. But quite a few of them are like not that crazy. I mean, Vicious's book is not vanilla. No, decidedly chocolate. <laughs> it is. Neither is. Is it revenge? I think revenge. Revenge's is, book is, is also not, not vanilla. vanilla. Yeah, there are some vanilla sex scenes, Which, but it's kind of good though, part, because in a series this this long, like I mix it up. Yeah, I'm committed to like reading every book. So sometimes when there's a vanilla book, I'm like, gotta read the next one because I yeah. gotta get that fix. Yeah, you know. So yeah. so that's, that's cool. That's cool. What was your favorite line in the book, Shani? Ooh, my favorite line in the book. So my favorite line in the book was, I picked it because it was this like a, I see what you did there moment. (laughs) Honestly, that's literally why I picked it. It's not like super special. Mm -hmm. But um, Mary was going over all the things in her mind. Like she was so sad that she was like gonna die because she couldn't be with with Rage anymore. And the line is, she felt no peace, no acceptance. All she had was Rage. And I was like, I see what you I did see what there. You did there. I see what you did you there. it up. Look at that little. Look at that. Look at, look at, look at, look at you go. Word little, play. A little word play there. Get that word play in there. <laughs> so it made me laugh. I just had this moment where I laughed and I was like, you know what? That's my favorite That's line. <laughs> um, I liked, um, she smiled a little. You're a manipulator. I like to think of myself more as an outcome engineer. And I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. And I'm forever going to call myself an outcome engineer. I'm not manipulating you. I am an outcome, an outcome engineer. engineer. Um, that's great fixing the outcome <laughs> for my benefit in my benefit and your stacking, benefit stacking this all stacking, stacking the deck, deck. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's funny is usually I feel like I like the funny reviews where they're like everything is hot 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 I love it five stars but yeah. I did pick a review this time that they rated it the same as me from Goodreads mm-hmm. this is from Exina E-X-I-N-A sure sure um I know that many fans favor Rage from the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. And although it's not my first read, and I really tried, but still, I failed to like him or his story. In Lover Eternal, my main complaint is the alliteration or revealing of true nature of Rage's personality. I prefer the devilish, funny, sexy Rage he was before, not the weeping, whining, peevish man he has become. Rage wants Mary to be honest with him, to share her feelings and fears to let him into her life for a couple days, but he doesn't tell her very important things about himself, unspoken words, hidden facts, mistaken assumptions, poison the relationship. Of course, in time they get over this. Mary's behavior is understandable because of her disease, and she's a strong and courageous character, but has irritating moments as well. I'm not saying I hate the main characters, but I was disappointed. I did like John Matthew's storyline. Yay! I cried with him over that bowl of rice. I love that scene. Mr. O's distinguishable antagonist, a psychopath, really terrifying. Mary's scene with the beast. More and more information of the world and traditions of the Brotherhood. 
Bella and Zetas, their story seems intriguing. And I was like, that perfectly sums up all my that, feelings. That is actually super, super accurate. Right? <laughs> very, very... Like spot, spot on. on. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like exactly that same. Yeah. That same way. I did like uh, that you did find out about the Lessening Society. You did figure out in this book how extreme the punishment was for when they have to go to like the Omega. Mm -hmm. That shit, it was, that shit is rough. That shit's fucked up. And your butthole is never the same afterwards. No, it's not. Like, oh. There's a lot of rape. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of it. A lot of it. Grossness. So quick point I want to make is that this narrator is the one who said Tupac in the recording. Not Tupac? Not Tupac. Two pack. She oh, was listening like to two, two packs of juice. Yes, like two <laughs> packs of juice. I was like, "Come on, Jim Frangione!" And actually, because somebody complained about the narrator the last time we read it, I listened to him this time. Yeah, and I realized that, that they are correct. It is because I'm so used to listening to narrators. Um, he is very robotic. He doesn't do much to differentiate between characters. Uh -huh. um, and sometimes, because there's so many brothers, yeah. I don't know who is speaking. Oh, that's um, annoying. And so that was. A problem because I've read it so many times. I know who's speaking, right. but in general, you really don't know who's speaking. Is he um, the narrator for the whole series? He's the narrator for the entire series. Interesting. So yeah. either her or the publisher must have picked him. Yes, but they should have really caught the two pack. The two, yeah, Somebody. two packs feels like a faux pas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Faux pas. Yeah, yeah, especially because she talks about them listening to gangster rap all, all the, the time. time, all the time. Like you can't mess up two pack. Yeah. <laughs> One review that I was reading was talking about how like why are the like how does that sync up with them being like centuries old vampires that they're like soups into like rap and and. You know, they're always like, sup, my brother. And all, they're always like using all these colloquialisms and stuff like that. And they're like, maybe it makes sense for Vicious because he's kind of embraced that. Yeah. But for the other people, wouldn't they be more like Darius and Tor and stuff where they're more formal? Or want to listen to older type well, of music? Only because or? like, yeah, they're yeah. like hundreds of years old. It doesn't really make sense that they adopted it in the last 10 years, I guess. I, I just know. put it together, though, in my mind uh -huh. because the, all, the, all of the vocabulary in this book is so disjointed to me they go between this old english to mm -hmm. new colloquialisms and i just realized that jara ward is like a white lady from like tennessee <laughs> like this makes absolute perfect sense to me now it's like you know heather my brother the honor yeah. of this or whatever sure. and then it's like my shit kickers yeah the, and then do the dogan are always like incredibly formal <laughs> yes you know and i realized that that the vocabulary makes total sense as if this book is written by a white woman from Tennessee who's using colloquialisms. Now I hear everything so different in my mind. That's funny. <laughs> Just think about it, Richard. I, I hear it. You hear it. I hear it. I you hear can't you. Un now you can't unknow this. I already knew she was a white lady I know, from the South. We but. knew it. But then when you really put the vocab you put together, it together, you're just like, yeah, that's true. Oh. Also that she didn't catch that it was too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Tupac. Did you think she Googled? She was like, I don't think he would have been popular if his name was Tupac. I'm going to no, put it out there. I'm, I'm going to say it too. People like, would have made fun of him. But do you think she she actually listens to Tupac? Or do you think she actually Googled it? She's like, what is hardcore gangster rap? And I almost oh, feel like she must listen to some because they use a lot of different references throughout a the book. So I feel like maybe she listens to it when she's like jogging or Yo, something. Do you think Jared Ward is the most gangster ass woman out there in the streets? Come I I think she's like proper in the streets and gangster in the sheets. That's I what think, I think. I think so too. I think we need to meet Jared Ward. That is our goal. That's we, our goal. We are going to meet Jared Ward I because we need to know. I gotta. And know. We need to hang out with her for a full day. I gotta know to see from beginning to end. I need her to do one of those YouTube videos that's like a day in the life of a day in the life of Jared Ward. Ward. I would mm -hmm. watch the shit out of that video. I watch the <laughs> It'd probably be her at her computer just typing, typing. for like eight hours. She's like, really, she's like, she's like, really, guys, you really want to? <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Honestly, I, I don't yeah. know.
Yes. Probably be a lot of typing. Yeah. So so uh, my review that I picked is one that I thought was most accurate. So uh, sometimes I just pick a general one, but this one is I thought was accurate, which was from Melana Haas um, from Audible. I'm not sure if that's how you say that, but here we go. Uh, it was titled, Pissed Me Off Halfway Through the Book. Hashtag spoilers. The protagonist couple does something so stupid I couldn't finish the book. He won't sleep with her because his beast will come out unless he levels up with sex or violence. So he leaves to go to the bar with his love waiting in his room. When he gets back, he confirms he slept with another. No woman in her right mind would sleep with someone after that, let alone their first time. I don't think it was her first time. I don't either. Um, but maybe she means their first time together. Let oh, al- maybe it was their first time yeah. together. Yeah, it was their first time oh, together. Yeah. It was. Maybe that's what she means. Let alone their first time. And then claim they felt they were in the bad because they took advantage of the man who had just slept with someone else hours prior. Also, did he, like, wash his dick off? Like, no. He didn't shower. That's nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. I didn't think of that, Bridget, but now I you just either. made this it even just nastier. just popped in my mind. It ends with, I call BS. Yeah. Well, and I agree with this because yeah. if my dude went out and slept with another woman, I don't care if he has a rage demon on his back. <laughs> okay. And we didn't prior consent to that kind of poly. Let me tell you right now, yeah. there would be no nookie. There would be no cookies and no nookie. No nookie that night. Happening. I would have no. been gone or whatever, or yeah. I'd have made him rub my feet. One of those For two- 25 hours. <laughs> 25 hours of feet running. <laughs> Until I was unmad. Yeah. Again. I mean that those are the options that would have happened. Yeah. But there would definitely not have been any nookie no. like at that point. No. And I thought it was really dis- It was just a very I kind of like I don't know. Again, I kind of forgave it, I guess, because it's paranormal and also I kind of sped right through that part and was like, all right, well <laughs> I mean it's in the book. Like what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I can't change it. But I de- I definitely just don't like I don't like cheating. I don't like cheating in books. I've also never cheated in real life, yeah. nor been cheated on that I know of. And I feel like cheating is very disrespectful. I feel Super. like if you wanna if you want someone else, if just you want and someone else, either you need to look at your relationship and realize do you wanna be with your partner still or do you really just kinda cheat because you're trying to get out of this and you're trying to like don't know how. Yeah. Or or, or be poly. Or be poly or like talk it out or something or yeah. have a threesome or figure something out but anything. It, anything that's like shady where you're doing it behind people's backs is just i think silly on that note on that if note. you want some other book recommendations of books that we do love in the paranormal romance world mm-hmm. head over to our website romanceataglance.com and you can buy a copy of this book if you want to read it buy other books uh, we get a small commish off of any books that you buy on our website. So if you're planning to buy a book anyways, you may as well buy a boot through us so that we get a few cents. Yes, please. Thank you. So what do you think, Johnny? Worth the read? Uh, it's worth the read so you can get to book three. For sure. I basically said it's worth it's worth the read for the world building and for the fact that it introduces so many characters mm-hmm. and and you need to read it to keep going. Otherwise, if you don't read this one, then subsequent books, there's a bunch of stuff that won't make sense. Ditto. So read it. Let us know what you think. Hook up with us on the Instagram. Yes. Talk to us. Let us know on the website. Uh, you can obviously leave comments on the website. We reply everywhere. Uh, we're very interested in hearing your thoughts. I want to know what people are thinking. I used to be part of a Black Dagger Brotherhood like email chain Did you? group on on Yahoo. How fun. Back in the day, I had to stop because there were so many messages, oh, so many messages. every day. Yeah. Like, it was insane. People are very passionate about the series, which is why, like, of the 20 books, like, 15 are bestsellers or something. Yeah. 
Something stupid like that. Yeah, it's insane. She's so rich. I would assume so. Yeah. She's got to be. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all we got today, Shani. Yeah, I think so too, Bridget. Until then, may your books be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Yow! Well, thanks everyone for checking out the opener of season two where we discussed our fair friends, Rage and Mary. And next episode, we'll be talking all about Zadist and Bella. So hop over to Patreon if you want to join the discussion. We're about to get it popping on Discord. And we're going to be talking about all things Black Dagger Brotherhood. So go over there, become our patron, and support us so we can keep bringing you all of the nasty. You know what I'm saying, Bridge? Yeah, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next week. And until then, may your books be your lover. And your hands, your best friend. Mm. I'm not sure why that gets southern, but I liked it.